0: Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. Hey, folks. Dr. Joe here. Glad we could spend a little time together. What we're going to talk about today is dealing with pain without using opioids because it's a big issue, this opioid crisis. And it's not new. It's actually pretty old. Now, uh, my team of doctors, we're chiropractors, and we work with a lot of different doctors all over over the country, actually, but mainly near our offices. So we work with orthopedists, neurologists, neurosurgeons, pain management doctors, uh, psychologists, dentists, everything. And we, as the chiropractors, we don't write prescriptions. So if somebody comes to our office and they say, doc, I need a prescription, right away, uh, it's a red flag to me. It's telling me that these folks might be what we call doctor shopping. They're going around from doctor to doctor hoping to get some prescription medication. And when we tell them we don't write prescriptions, well, they pretty much disappear. And I, I've had this happen eh, maybe once or twice a month now. Well, who can you send me to? Who can write the prescription? And I say, well, listen, let's try to work on the pain problem. Let's get to the cause of the problem with chiropractic care. And then if we need to, we can, oops. Sorry about that, folks. If we need to, we can go ahead and... Um, Send you out for, for pain management, and they say no. I just want the drugs, and I'm like, eh, that probably isn't going to work real well because we don't really do that. We want to get to the cause of your problem, not just treat the symptoms. So when a patient does that, I start thinking, all right, they might be an addict. So then I'll start asking them some questions, and a lot of times, what happens is I get this story, and I'll say, well, doc, I, I got in an accident, and I was in a lot of pain, and. Uh, I, I started uh, taking some medication and then it got worse and worse and worse. And the only thing that works with me is pain now, is, is medication. And I say, well, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to work with you then. Now, this is not a new story because I found this article and it was interesting. I pulled this out of my archives. I have tons and tons of research everywhere. And it said, doctor shopping is uh, being done by patients addicted to opioids. It's one of the primary reasons drug overdoses have become a leading cause of injury death in the United States with 17,000 fatal overdoses of pain medication in 2011. So this article is quite quite a bit old here, and it's gotten worse. According to the CDC, there are more... Uh, more deaths from heroin uh, and uh, from opioids than heroin and cocaine combined and has tripled the number since 1990. Now, if you haven't been personally affected by this yet, you probably will be. And, and I tell a story now. Uh, I see patients a lot getting involved with these things because we, as chiropractors, of course, deal with pain patients. But a friend of mine, I'm close with the family, um, they had a family member got in a car accident. Simple accident, not that big a deal. Car wasn't really that messed up. And um, he went to the doctor, started him with some pain pills, got him on some opioids, and eventually he died. He started taking opioids. He couldn't get more opioids because there's a limited amount of drugs that doctors are supposed to prescribe. Then he started doing heroin on the streets, and it became a real serious issue, and eventually he died. Mid-30s, nice guy, family, businessman, successful. The reason I say that is you don't know if you're going to become addicted until you're addicted because different people have different brain chemistry. And there's a part of the brain called the nucleus acubins. and the nucleus acubins releases dopamine. And some people we find that are addicts have low dopamine receptor sites. What that means is your body isn't processing dopamine like an average person or maybe a normal person. Dopamine is a neurotransmitter that you produce that gives you pleasure. So if you're low in dopamine receptor sites, what's gonna happen is you're gonna wanna stimulate your body possibly, with external sources, drugs, food, gambling, uh, sex, all these things can try to stimulate the dopamine receptor sites from an external source. And so you're not getting high. And so you need more and more and more adrenaline junkies. Well, the same thing happens with opioids. When you start taking them, your body may say, "Ooh, I like this. I want more. And maybe you're not producing your own opioids. Maybe you're not producing the neurotransmitters that help suppress pain like GABA GABA is a neurotransmitter. It comes from a glutamine. When you digest proteins into amino acids, amino acid glutamine becomes GABA, and GABA suppresses pain. If you don't have enough GABA receptor sites or not producing enough GABA, you may not be able to suppress pain like the average person. So you now have a predisposition to become an addict. And this is the other thing. When you start taking external medications, any type of medication that's going to alter your body's function, your body stops producing its own. So for example, if I start taking opioids, my brain starts producing less and less of them because my body is saying, I've got plenty of opioids. I'm good. I don't need any more. Then when I try to come off them, my body gets a little wacky. And it says, I'm not producing enough on my own and you cut off my supply. I want more. And so this is where the addiction process comes. Some people are more genetically predisposed. Personally, I don't like alcohol. I hadn't had a drink since I was 28 years old. I had a glass of champagne. I was on vacation, beautiful island of Anguilla. Had a glass of champagne and I felt horrible that day and the next day. And that's when I said, why am I drinking? I don't like it. Chances of me becoming alcoholic are very slim. Other people, one drink like a true alcoholic, bam, they're off the wagon and they can't stop. So you don't know what's going to happen with your brain until you do these things. Now, I'm not against drugs, and I'm not against surgery. I'm against unnecessary use of drugs and surgery. So in our offices, we try to get to the cause of the problem. If what we do holistically, we work on diet, we work on digestion, we work on the spine, the nervous system, uh, pinched nerves, if that's not enough, then we can go to my other doctors and say, listen, how would we deal with this case and co-manage the case? That's the key word here is co-manage. I don't wanna just say, okay, we give up, we did five visits, 10 visits, we give up, go away. What else can we do to incorporate better treatment plan? A healthcare plan, not an insurance plan. Most people have insurance, but they don't have a healthcare plan. That's what we're trying to do is put together a plan for you. What is your step-by-step? What are you gonna do one week, two weeks, five weeks? What are our goals? What are our objective goals? Okay, the patient has better range of motion. The patient is able to sleep better. The patient is going to the bathroom better. We can objectify, if that's the right word there, to uh, our progress, okay? We're seeing that the person is getting better. And then we're gonna continue or we're gonna change our treatment plan. In my offices, we have six doctors. So if one doctor isn't doing it, we might say, let's get a second opinion, a third opinion, a sixth opinion. And usually between the six of us, we can come up with a treatment plan. Then we work on the nutrition. Because if you're not giving the body the right proper nutrition, the body can't heal. You don't just generate new tissue out of thin air. You don't generate electrical impulses out of thin air. You have to have chemicals, good chemicals, to go into the body to make the body work. Doesn't just poof, it's healed. So that's why when we take patients on, we also talk about the nutrition to try to get their body healing, to get the pain reduction so that we don't have to go to more extreme measures. Not against taking extreme measures if necessary. So when patients come in and they say, doc, I'm in pain. I'll say, okay, we're going to work chiropractically on your joints, 206 bones in the body. We're going to work on every one of them if we need to, to try to get it fixed. But then I say to the patient, you got to work with us. Let's look at your diet. Well, you're doing a lot of high fructose corn syrup. I'm making that up. So you're doing high fructose corn syrup. High fructose corn syrup converts into uric acid in your liver. Uric acid gets in your joints and it hurts. Now, I don't want you doing something that's going to aggravate your pain. I want you doing something that's going to help heal and get rid of the pain. So, if somebody's doing high fructose corn syrup, I'll say, listen, we got to cut that out because high fructose corn syrup converts to uric acid. Uric acid gets in your joints and it hurts. That's not the worst part. Uric acid prevents your body from properly producing nitric oxide. Nitric oxide opens up your blood vessels, it's a vasodilator. So, if you have pain, you have swelling. So, with good circulation, we can reduce the swelling. But if you have poor circulation, because you don't have enough nitric oxide, because you're eating too much high fructose corn syrup, we need to change your diet. We need to get the good nutrition in your body. We need to get the the raw materials that your body needs to heal. You know, a good example is osteoporosis. Patients come to me all the time, and they say, Dr. Joe, I have osteoporosis. Uh, What calcium supplement should I take? Well, you may not need calcium. If you're eating a good diet, a lot of fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds, chances are you don't need a lot of calcium. Or maybe no, I don't take any calcium supplements, but I do take supplements that have calcium in them. For example, I take something called Dr. Joe's supergreens, Dr. Joe's Essential Source, raw fruits and vegetables in a powder form. Then we had prebiotics and probiotics, digestive enzymes, complete multivitamin. So we need to get the right nutrients in the right combination into the body. So for example, if I'm going to make a cake, you would use mostly flour and sugar, maybe butter. Of course, I wouldn't do these things. But- you add a little bit of baking soda, baking powder, okay, whatever it is. I don't, I don't bake a lot. so. And you just use a half a teaspoon, a quarter teaspoon, eighth of a teaspoon. The cake isn't going to work unless you add that one eighth of a teaspoon to make it all work. Bone building is the same way. You can have all the calcium in the world, but if you don't have silica, uh, vitamin D, boron, the bone isn't going to form properly. It's not going to form at all, actually. And so you need to make sure you have all the ingredients in order to make it work. And that's what happens when we deal with pain management patients. If you're not getting the raw materials to help with the swelling, to regenerate the disc, to regenerate the nerves, you ever wonder how nerves work? A lot of people don't. Nerves carry electrical impulses from the brain to the body. How does it happen? You have sodium and potassium in and outside the cell, the nerve cell, and they switch back and forth. And when they go in and out of the cell, they create an electrical impulse and that's a neurological impulse. So the brain is able to send an impulse to my heart, makes my heart beat, my lungs breathe, my eyes see, my colon digest food. Everything happens because of the neurological electrical impulse that comes from the proper balance of sodium and potassium. So if you don't have enough sodium or the right kind of sodium, or if you don't have the right amount of potassium, you can't generate electrical impulses. So the body can't heal. So we have to look at these pain patients. Do they have pinched nerves? Chiropractic care. Do they have a lot of swelling? Get them on an anti-inflammatory diet. Are the nerves working? Make sure they're getting the right nutrients to make the nerves work. Maybe the muscles are so spasmed that we have to send them out to a pain management doc. And I'm board certified in pain management, but I don't do injections. And the doctor can then give them an injection to get the muscle to finally come out of spasm so that we can better give them chiropractic treatment, get the nutrition to work. Maybe their digestive system isn't working. Maybe they have acid reflux, heartburn, burping, gas, bloating. How many people have that? Raise your hands. A lot of you. I know you do because I see you in my offices. And you're not breaking down your food. So in order to produce GABA, remember GABA from 10 minutes ago? The neurotransmitter that suppresses pain. If you don't have enough glutamine, you're not producing enough GABA. And that could be because your stomach isn't breaking proteins into amino acids to produce glutamine. So when patients come to our office in pain, if they have acid reflux, heartburn, burping, gas, bloating, I'll say to them, let's see if we can take the stomach and pull it down away from the diaphragm. Get it to relax. Get you on easily digested foods like fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. Meat, dairy products, very hard to digest. So at least short-term, let's get you on some good, easy-to-digest foods. Let's get you on Dr. Joe's supergreens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source. The minimum amount of nutrients you should be taking every day. I take it at least once a day. And they're two powders. Uh, I, I, they're, they, they taste great. I take a scoop of each, and I mix it with like coconut milk or almond milk because I don't do animal products. But people say, well, Dr. Joe, I've been taking the Super Greens, the Essential Source, with water. And it's okay, but it's not great. I said, try the coconut milk or the almond milk. And then I go, oh, my God, it's great. Now, if you're okay with water, a lot of people are, perfectly fine. I take that, drink it at least once a day. It's one of the secrets. People always ask me, Dr. Joe, how do you keep your energy level so high at your age? How does your brain work and process things so quickly? It's because I give my body the chemicals that it needs to work. And Supergreen is an essential source, the minimum amount of nutrients you should be taking every day. And if you want more information about that, you can go to my website, drjoe.com, and we have all the information there. Also available on Amazon, but... Folks, if you're not willing to do anything else, please, Supergreen is an essential source. Also, when it comes to pain, we have to start dealing with inflammation. And if you have a lot of inflammation, we got to bring the inflammation down. Now, one of the organs that helps inflammation is your adrenal glands. Your adrenal glands are two little glands. They sit on top of your kidneys, they're about the size of a walnut. And they have three layers. One produces energy, produces adrenaline. One produces prostaglandins, which help control inflammation. And one produces pregnenolone, which becomes your sex hormones. Now, when I say sex, not just what you're thinking, but the male and female hormones, testosterone, estrogen, progesterone. If you're under stress, your adrenal glands can't produce the right amount of hormones because they produce cortisol. Cortisol is your stress hormone. Now, if there's a short, brief amount of stress in your life, uh, I don't know, uh, door slams and you, you move real quickly or uh, you're, you're startled or you wake up in a bad dream. Your body's releasing cortisol and that's perfectly normal. The problem with cortisol is when you're under long-term stress. How about chronic pain? Any chronic pain patients? Raise your hands. A lot of you have chronic pain. And chronic pain patients, they're producing a lot of anti-inflammatories from the adrenal glands and a lot of cortisol from the adrenal glands and eventually, the adrenal glands can kind of sort of burn out, for lack of a better word. They just can't keep the pace. And as the adrenal glands start to burn out, they can't produce their right hormones and adre- adrenaline. So you get tired all the time. You're not dealing with the inflammation. So what could be some signs of adrenal fatigue and how would that tie into chronic pain patients and trying to keep you off the opioids because that's what we're talking about today? How about bags under the eyes? How about fatigue, tired all the time, drinking a lot of stimulants like coffees or teas or or sodas. These are signs that the adrenal glands are pooped. Smokers, I've never met a smoker ever who didn't have a pooped out adrenal glands. Happens all the time. So what we do is we get them on an adrenal support as well. We have something called Dr. Joe's Adrenal Support. I take that every day. So it's one of the secrets I do to help control the inflammation in my body, make my brain work better and give me lots of energy. And that's also on the website, drjoe.com. But when it comes to pain management, I'm I'm sometimes concerned that all we're doing is take some more pills. Let's try the opioids. Once again, some people can take them and not be addicted. Some people can't. And you don't know that until it's too late. Once you're addicted, it's really hard to get off these things. So let's try to deal with this uh, in a more rational way. Let's try to deal with the cause of the pain, not just treat the symptoms. And what's cool is, now, I've been in practice about 34 years. What's cool is years ago, we were the weird doctors. They weren't real doctors, they're just chiropractors, they're backcrackers. Now, that's changed dramatically. Insurance companies now are looking to refer people to chiropractors for pain management first because they've realized something we've realized for over 100 years. It's a whole lot cheaper in most cases to send somebody to a chiropractor when they have back pain or neck pain than it is going another route. It's faster. Patients have less downtime. Workers comp cases, we're gonna talk about that in a little bit. How, what, if you're on opioids for three months or more, the chances of going back to work are extremely slim, ever going back to work, extremely slim. So insurance comes realizing it's a cheaper, more effective, faster way in many cases, not always. Sometimes we need surgery. Sometimes we need injection. Sometimes we need medication. But the first route should always be the least invasive, most effective, which would be in this case, chiropractic. And then in our offices, we add nutrition. Because if you don't add the nutrition, you keep drinking high fructose corn syrup sodas, you're going to cause the circulatory issues. You're going to cause the uric acid to form. And so you're not going to get the best bang for your buck. And if you're not digesting your food properly, if you have acid reflux, heartburn, burping, gas, bloating, we need to maybe pull the stomach down away from the diaphragm so you can digest your food. Now, folks, if you'd like to make an appointment to come see us, we have a lot more to cover on opioids and pain management. Go to my website, drjoe.com, and you can make an appointment. In the Atlanta area, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, and Stockbridge. We'd love to be your doctors. My doctors and I would love to have the opportunity to work with you to help with your pain, to help get you better, to work on the nutrition. So, if you want to make an appointment, drjoe.com, give us a call. You can do it online if you want to, and we'll set you up a time to come see us as soon as possible. We accept most insurances, car accidents, sports injuries, car accidents. We talked about that earlier. I've never seen a car accident ever where the car was damaged where the occupants weren't. Ever. So, even a little bit of damage, well, it's no big deal. It's just a small dent. Don't buy it, folks. If the car was damaged, you are not stronger than solid steel or even the plastic the car is made out of. So if the car was damaged, you were damaged, you need to come see us right away, drjoe.com. So what we're talking about today is uh, opioid crisis and what's going on and why it keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And unfortunately, normal people, regular, you know, middle income, average Americans are becoming heroin addicts. Because once you start taking the opioids and you're an addict and you can't get the drug from your doctor anymore because the doctor says, listen, I can't give you anymore. I'm gonna get in trouble if I do. People start looking for alternative methods to get high. The cool part is if you get healthy, you're less likely to have to need these a- a- addictive substances like opioids in this case. Prescription drugs now factor in higher percentage of fatal car accidents than alcohol or marijuana. It's a big issue. You always think about DUIs, right? You know, if you drink, don't drive, there's commercials everywhere, don't drink and drive. If you get pulled over, it's gonna cost you at least $10,000 between legal fees and and court costs and tickets and uh, lost work. It's gonna go on your record and you know, with the internet now you can't hide anything. Oh, got a DUI. So two employees, both equally matched. One has a DUI, one doesn't. Eh, I'm probably gonna go with the one who doesn't have a DUI or DWI, depending on what part of the country you're living in, driving while intoxicated, driving under the influence. But nobody's talking about prescription medication and how that's actually more of a factor than alcohol and marijuana. Now, not supporting drinking and driving. I'm not supporting smoking marijuana and driving. But I want you to realize that if you're on prescription medication and you may need that, I'm going to say it again. Think about that. You're impaired. You probably shouldn't be driving for yourself and for me and for everybody else. So you got to be careful with that. Prescription drugs, marijuana, and multiple drug combinations are frequently found in the blood of, blood of drivers involved in fatal car accidents. This is a new study from Public Health Reports. So you may be thinking, well, I gotta take some pain pills and I'm gonna have a drink. Probably not a good combination because what's gonna happen is eventually this is gonna come back and get you. And if you're pulled over, you're gonna get in trouble. You're driving under the influence, not just alcohol. If we find, we, whoever, the cops, find medications in your blood and you shouldn't be driving, well, that can be an issue for you as well. So start to consider these things. 1993, one in eight drivers were using more than one drug. By 2010, closer to one in five. These are prescription drugs. Number of drivers with three or more drugs in their system nearly doubled, increasing from 11.5 to 21.5. This is a study out of Nebraska. So we're taking more and more drugs than ever. Again, sometimes you need them. Beyond that, we're also seeing more and more people using drugs and alcohol together. 70% of drivers who were tested positive for cocaine also had been consuming alcohol. 55% of drivers tested positive for marijuana also had alcohol in their systems. So if you're doing cocaine, chances are you're drinking. If you're doing marijuana, 50% of the time you're drinking. Not really a good combination. And this is from the White House report. The White House... Uh, drug testing and drug-involved involved driving of fatali- fatally-involved drivers in the United States. So I really want you to think about this. If you're taking the medication, please consider yourself impaired. And the thing is now that we have all these other options. We have these uh, uh, driver services, rides, ride sharing. Call them. I have the apps on my phone. And when you need to, boop, you push a button, you know exactly when they're going to be there, you get in the car, they drop you off, you go home. And it's probably cheaper, some studies are showing now, to use ride services uh, than it is to even own a car. Now, I like owning a car, I like having that freedom, but consider that too. A friend of mine is going blind, and I wish he'd listened to me because he has a horrible diet. And I spoke with him on numerous occasions, and I said, listen, Steve, at least get on supplements. Take these supplements. Uh, I have a condition called, oops, sorry, macular degeneration. And macular degeneration, I was told about eight years ago, you're going to go blind and that's it. So I started taking Dr. Joe's Supergreens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source because I understood something. I understood that if you take something like lutein and zeaxanthin, which are antioxidants, that can help with the eyes. It's nutrients your eyes need. So I said, what if we made a supplement that was just loaded with nutrients, way beyond just taking the basic stuff? And that's when I created Supergreens and Essential Source. I started taking it. My macular degeneration now is about 60 to 70% better than it was. Macro-degeneration doesn't get better. If you read the articles, it never, never, never gets better. It stays the same or gets worse. Mine is getting better and I have the pictures to prove it. So when you give the body the nutri- excuse me, the nutrients that it needs, it has the capability of healing. And that's what's so cool and that's why we're talking about getting off opioids. If you give the body the nutrients that it needs, many cases, the body can heal. So when it comes to nutrition, sometimes it's not what you do, it's what you don't do. And so, we come back after break. We're going to talk about the seven foods you want to avoid when you're in pain, or when you're not in pain, actually. And then the food you can eat that'll help with the pain. And then some other things that you can do at home to help manage your pain. Really good stuff coming up. But I got to go to break. I'm watching my clock here. So, if you want to make an appointment to come see us, folks, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, and Stockbridge in the Atlanta area. We'd love to see you. If you're not in the Atlanta area, of course, you can always come see us. We have patients fly in from all over the world. But if you'd like to come see us, uh, we can always do a phone consultation. If you can't come see us, we can always do a phone consultation to help you out. But if you want to get Super Greens, essential source, the adrenal support, we have nitric oxide support that helps with circulation. All that's on my website, drjoe.com or uh, on Amazon as well. So uh, let me see. When we come back, I want to talk about some of the other hidden dangers of popping pills, what happens when you do it. And we're going to talk about um, how many medications people are taking now. And you'll be amazed that if you're in your 70s, you'll be fascinated how many medication pills you've taken in a lifetime if you're the average person. And once again, I want to give you the power to take control of your own health. Today, we're talking about avoiding opioids, if at all possible. And then if you are on opioids, how do we get off them? We're going to talk about the nervous system, the digestive system, your diet. There's several different steps that you can take to help get off these things. Because going cold turkey is not a good idea in most cases. Your body goes, no, I can't do that. But if you give your body the nutrients that it needs to start producing its own pain neurotransmitters and bring down the inflammation, a lot of times you're able to deal with the pain without them. Folks, I'm Dr. Joe Esposito. My website, drjoe.com. Thanks so much for listening. Tell your friends about the show. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on wsbradio.com and on a WSB radio app.